0: Welcome to today's episode of Magnus Mindset Podcast, where it's our mission to help you grow in the skills, knowledge, and relationships to help you live your best. I'm your host, Tim Bailo, and if you haven't done so already, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another podcast episode. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about battling depression. Over the last year or so, I've been kind of challenged in some new frontiers uh, for my own life uh, with a number of different factors that were leading into this. I experienced what some, some would call either a panic attack or an anxiety attack. Now this is all very new to me and I was kind of working through that, but if you've ever felt this way, you know what this is. You can't breathe, you have this huge feeling of dread. For myself, I feel very claustrophobic at that point, kind of like I'm being crushed, I have to get outside, I just, uh, everything's overwhelming. Now these typically happen for me, Uh, they'll happen at night and they typically, while they're supposed to only last for about 20 minutes is the average for a panic attack, mine would sometimes go on for a number of different hours. Um, and so, I really knew that I needed to get some help with that. I needed to chat some things out, talk about it. Um, and and certainly, I, well, to be honest, I was a little embarrassed about it. Like, why am I having these now? What's going on? And uh, just really felt like that wasn't supposed to be something that was part of my life. Uh, but sadly, many of you can relate to that. Uh, either outwardly, you've had these panic attacks, anxiety attacks, this uh, depression that kind of can overwhelm you or at least you're struggling with it maybe inwardly. So let's talk about that because depression really is one of those things that uh, while a lot of people won't talk about it, I think we need to talk about it. And here's what I know about that, a few statistics But as we get started here. um, For instance, Mental Health Awareness Month has been observed in the United States during the month of May since 1949 you do the math on that, that was shortly after World War II when a lot of the soldiers had come back and did not know how to process much of what they had experienced there. And so uh, obviously the United States recognized that many of their soldiers were suffering from not only PTSD but also from this depression. Uh, Statistically speaking we have nearly one in every five American adults is diagnosed with some kind of mental health condition every given year. 46% of Americans will meet the criteria for a diagnosable mental health condition sometime in their life. Half of those people actually develop the conditions by the age of 14. So that tells us a lot about what's going on inside of our teenagers' minds. In fact, the second leading cause of death among ages 15 to 24 in the U.S. is ending their own life. So and that is typically attributed to some kind of depression Uh, in the fall of 2021 the American Academy of Pediatrics along with the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychology and the Children's Hospital Association they actually declared a national emergency in child and adolescent mental health certainly depression is one of the most common mental disorders that many of us uh, struggle with to some degree or another. And it's estimated that 350 million people of all ages actually suffer from depression globally. So let's talk about this because you know it's sometimes difficult when you are having an encounter uh, with depression at whatever level that is, but someone who has never experienced depression, they can oftentimes be very dismissive. They're like, hey, you have a great life, you just need to cheer up, you just need to choose to be happy. Maybe you've heard that Maybe that's why you don't talk about your depression, because you know those are the responses that you get. And it's just simply not that easy. Depression is not just sadness. It's not just discouragement. Depression, if you've experienced it, is really just that constant darkness. Sometimes there's no feeling. You're just kind of numbed out. There's no motivation. You just want to basically not even exist so that's why folks who have severe or chronic depression will find themselves not even able to motivate get motivated to get out of bed because there's just this lack of hope so there is a stigma i think oftentimes that comes with this as well because we tend to feel ashamed we tend to feel guilty about it like i should be this or that i should be happy i should have a great life i don't know why i'm struggling with this Here's what I would recommend, is that if you found yourself in a place where you, for instance, broke a bone, right? Some incident happened in your life, you broke a bone. You got a cut that is more than you can put together with a band-aid. You're going to have to get stitches. In those cases where you have a physical ailment, you would go and seek help. You would go to some professionals who know what to do. And when it comes to this idea of battling depression, you also need to seek help. There's some things that we're going to talk about today that will hopefully give you some tools in the toolbox, but also recognize that depending on the severity of your depression, I would strongly encourage you to seek out a professional counselor, perhaps a spiritual leader, a pastor. Find those individuals who are trained to be able to give you additional tools so that you can stay on track with your life Uh, I am not a doctor I am a bit of a counselor Uh, and in that time that I've worked with folks I know that depression has come up oftentimes and in my own experience and relating to those other individuals I realize that depression is a very complex issue it does not discriminate and it is not one size fits all so at this point I'm just one warrior trying to show another warrior the way So let's talk about, uh, as we get started here, the four roots that are typically the causes of our depression. Number one, there is the biological element. Oftentimes our depression can come from maybe a chemical imbalance, maybe there's something that's not quite working right. I've had students uh, and teenagers who have come in and they were struggling with depression and some of that had to do with just their developmental uh, abilities, certain hormones hadn't kicked in, certain um, uh, chemicals in their brains weren't coming together as they should and oftentimes... While I'm not necessarily a huge advocate of pharmaceuticals, some of those things can be helpful and there's also nutrition that can help with those some of those things as well. So the biological side, if we have chronic pain, if we have a nutritional deficit, maybe hormonal changes, certainly the lack of exercise, poor sleeping habits, and even in my state of Michigan, poor sunlight uh, can really lead to some levels of depression. Root cause number two is relational. Oftentimes we can sink into depression when we feel maybe betrayed, rejected. Uh, those who have gone through, say, a divorce or a breaking in relationship, lost a friend, if you have lost a loved one in maybe the, during the pandemic or even recently, uh, certainly in isolation when we feel completely cut off and alone, those are relational roots to the cause of our depression as well. Number three of the roots is circumstantial. So maybe you've gone through some immediate trauma in your own life, or maybe you're still struggling with trauma that you experienced years ago. Perhaps it's maybe something more um, contemporary, such as maybe you went through bankruptcy. Maybe you have just made a huge change into retirement. Maybe kids are leaving home and you're experiencing a new level with the empty nest syndrome, as they call it, which can be really great, but it can also be really depressing. The fourth cause is going to be spiritual and that is that we recognize that every moment of every day there is some kind of a spiritual battle going on that we struggle with. We try to keep our attitudes right but recognize that this world is just what it is and we're doing our best to navigate through it as strong warriors. Now while I can't address every aspect of depression there are two things that I really want us to talk about today with those four roots in mind. Number one, I want you to remember that your emotions are valid, but they're not permanent. Number two, your situation may feel hopeless, but there is always hope. So number one, let's talk about that. Your emotions are valid, but they're not permanent. When you hurt, You need to recognize that that hurt is valid. Like I said before, if you had a hurt physically, you would do everything you can to try to care for that. And the same thing is true when it comes to our emotions. And the first step in dealing with your depression is recognizing what it is. Because if you are recognizing that feeling, and we have to name them. So, what is the feeling that's sort of leading us into that depression? I feel maybe is it I feel angry? I feel anxious? I feel betrayed, I feel empty, I feel alone, I feel numb, whatever that might look like. Uh, We have to recognize what those feelings are and to name them. There was an interesting study that was done with spiders and uh, sort of that arachnophobia idea. Now, I have to admit I'm not a huge fan of spiders, uh, but in this particular case study, they showed participants a live tarantula in a container now. A live tarantula in a container. They showed it to four different groups, and they asked each of the four different groups to do something specific. In the first group, they asked them to label what they're feeling. And so, for instance, they might describe that picture of the tarantula, or I'm sorry, that tarantula in the, in the container. Uh, they would describe it as a scary, hairy monster, right? Number two, they were asked to just simply make observations. So they would say, well, the tarantula is in a cage. It cannot hurt me. Number three, they asked those folks to say something that's completely irrelevant. So there's a tarantula in a cage or in a a container. It might rain. What does that mean? Nothing It's completely irrelevant. Number four, they asked that group not to say anything at all. Simply recognize what it is. One week later, now the tarantula is not caged. It is out on the table and they started measuring their physiological responses. So for instance, sweat, heart rate, any of those kinds of things that would tell you that they're having an emotional response that's demonstrating itself in their body. Then they ask the people to name the emotions and those who named the emotions in that first group Those people performed exceptionally better. In fact, some of them were even able to touch that tarantula because they were able to name and then work through what it is that they were feeling. Again, if we don't name it, then we cannot work with it. So when you name your emotions, it really opens the door to changing your emotions. So for instance, when it comes to the value of a name, it tells you that they exist Those those emotions are for real and they do matter. They exist and they matter. Because emotions are temporary, we're not going to make any permanent decisions based on these temporary emotions. Let me say that again. We're not going to make any permanent decisions based on those temporary emotions. We're not gonna jump to conclusions. We're not gonna say this is always going to be the case or I'm never hear those words, right? Always and never. We don't say I'm always gonna have this. I'm never gonna get out of that. I'm I feel this way and this feeling will pass. I will feel differently at a different time. So as you're battling depression, maybe you feel like quitting. Maybe that quitting is you want to quit your job because you feel depressed. You want to quit your marriage because you don't feel like you're in it to win it. You wanna run away and shout out to the world and just tell them to go away. So we find these sort of mind numbing, life numbing things. So we end up binge watching television perhaps, we play video games for hours on end. Uh, Worse than that, folks can get sucked into a world of drugs or alcohol just to try to placate their depression. None of those things actually help us to engage and identify the emotion that we're actually feeling so in the darkest moments of course those folks who are suffering with depression often consider taking their own life and that is a obviously a permanent decision based on temporary emotions and we just don't want to go there so how do we get past those kinds of things well as i mentioned earlier a second truth that i want you to hold on to today is this is that while your situation feels hopeless there is always hope yesterday was a bad day well okay well It's not necessarily a bad, it might have been a challenging day. It might have been a day that you lacked motivation. Perhaps, like I've had, I got stuck in a loop and I didn't want to do anything except sit on the couch and just veg and just basically not exist. But here, today, today is a new day. Today has new opportunities. Today has an opportunity for me to find or to fulfill my purpose. Today, I can make a positive impact in someone else's life. When we shift my focus from me and what it is that I'm feeling and the emotions that I'm having and we shift it to serving and loving those other people around me, that's when I become hope. Hope for them. I uh, have more hope in my own life because, again, I've transitioned my emotions from being focused on me and that I'm having a quote-unquote bad day to how can I make this day brighter and better for someone else? And when I do that, and I put my energy, now I have a reason, I have purpose, and I have a movement in my life. So what do we do to break out of this darkness? Well, number one, we acknowledge that emotion. We call it by what it is, give it a name. And getting help is not a sign of weakness. It actually is a sign of wisdom. When it comes to our life, and I mentioned before, if we were trying to, is our goals and habits we talked about in our last series, if I was trying to maybe grow in those areas of diet and exercise, if I was trying to learn more about nutrition, if I'm trying to learn a new skill or anything like that, I would actually go to someone who is trained in that area. So for instance, with diet and exercise, I might get a personal trainer, I might find a nutritionist. If I'm trying to learn a new skills, I find someone who is an expert in that area. When it comes to dealing with our emotions and we call them to mind, I need to speak to someone who actually understands those things and can help me to navigate those things. Well, as we wrap up today, I want to give you just a really practical tip. And that is this, that your posture, believe it or not, actually reflects your mood. And posture can actually impact your mood. What do I mean by your posture? I mean the way that you are sitting. When you sit at your work desk, when you're driving the car, whether you're sitting at the meal table or sitting on the couch, your posture actually matters. Check your posture right now. I know that even as I said posture, maybe you sat up a little straighter, maybe you put your shoulders back. That is excellent because one of the things that happens is we find ourselves, when we're struggling with depression, we note that our shoulders kind of droop in. Uh, We have this curved back, kind of almost sucking the lint out of our own navel because we're just so just crushing in on our own self when you start to feel these feelings of anxiety of depression here's what I want you to do I want you to immediately breathe in and expand your chest shoulders back sit up straight and just continue to do that it's so awesome to do that while you're driving while you're working note that you're just not hunched over that keyboard you're not hunched over that meal table you're not hunched over while you're in conversation with someone else I'm going to tell you what the act of telling your body to look more confident will actually help to instill confidence in you as well. When you don't feel like doing anything, take that big deep breath, do that as Mel Robbins says, count to five, up, off, and hey, we're moving. Any of those kinds of things where we start to change our body in the posture that it has can actually help lend itself to dismissing some of that depression in our lives each and every day. Hey, you know what? Anxiety and depression, it's very complex. I'm hoping that in the next couple episodes, as we talk about some of the negative thoughts and some of the worries that we have, that we'll be able to unpack that and give you a few more tools. But this week, I just want you to remember to, as you are naming that emotion, as you are working through what that looks like, recognize that 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 emotion that you're feeling, it is very valid, but it is not permanent. And also know that as you're feeling hopeless sometimes, there is always hope. There is always a brighter day tomorrow. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure that you share it with a friend. Again, remember to click subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the episodes of this podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.